Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Flow Track Podcast, and it is May the 4th. I'm Kevin. He is Gordon. Subscribe to the Flow Track Podcast YouTube page if you haven't yet. You can watch live on our YouTube channel when we record Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central, unless we're in Pennsylvania or something. But we are back on a normal schedule. Gordon, good morning. How are you? May the 4th be with you. Do you have a favorite uh, Star Wars movie, quote, meme, actor, character? Like, when I say Star Wars to you, what do you think of? It's a trap from Star Wars. There you go. What about you? Uh, I think of there's this documentary when George Lucas is asked about they're like talking about the casting process of young Anakin Skywalker, who turned out to be mm-hmm. like a really bad actor, the kid, and he's like hyping him up that it's like he was like the perfect fit, and everyone mm-hmm. kind of laughs at it. Because it's like he picked the worst child actor to play Anakin Skywalker. That's what I think of. All right. We come at it from different angles, but that's okay. Uh, track and field events as Star Wars characters. Go. Track. All right. 400 meter hurdles is uh, Darth Maul. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a connection to anything. I don't know. Ooh, the steeplechase. Steeplechase is R2-D2. R2-D2? They're yeah, good. We're one CP3-0. for one. CP3-0. Pole vault. Uh, race <laughs> walk is, um, I don't know. Han Solo. The, the race, walk, no, race walk is uh, that character that everyone hates. That look, looks like a, like a dog with flappy ears. I'm not sure. Jar Jar Binks. Just... That's the race walk. Jar Jar Binks. I'm not... <laughs> Sorry, I'm, out of, I'm, out of, I'm out of my Star Wars knowledge already. We're uh, two minutes in. Uh, comment along on our live chat. Whoa, that was a lot of noise. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about some Continental Tour meets that we have coming up this weekend. Also, the Sound Running Tour has a few good races. It's going to take place on Friday. Talk about Mo Farah as well. Um, there's new content. On the website, people could check it out. We posted that behind the scenes that we had talked about before of the women's four by 1500. Uh, on the site, we did the one about the men's distance medley relay. But if you go to the homepage right now, I'm sure later on it'll be up on YouTube. But a behind the scenes, pen relays, women's four by 1500. Uh, awesome race. You got your voice on there. You and Alex were doing the call. I watched that thing like three times and I've watched the race itself twice. It gets better every time you watch it, just so people know. Yeah, the that's probably the best piece of content that came out from Pen Relays, this behind the scenes of the women's four by fifteen. If you're a big Game of Thrones fan, the episode of when they spoiler alert, 
or I won't spoil Uh-oh. it, but there's the Night King episode when there's a big battle. That's all I'll say. There's really big dramatic music that builds up to a big moment. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like we get we get this really big dramatic music that builds up to the Tui versus Gear uh, anchor leg and ultimately the Arkansas win. Uh, but yeah, it's really fun. I was glued for ten minutes. It's like a fun way to rewatch a race. It was really it was really cool. So yeah, you see it from a completely different perspective, which was both perspectives, I guess. You get the perspective that you saw if you're just watching the live stream, and then you get. A little bit of before, after, and during with some of the key players. I have splits for that, by the way, or estimations on splits. You tasked me with that. Yeah, USTFCCA put it out, and NC State said this match pretty close to what they had. So Arkansas, 416, 413, 412.9, and then Gear, 410.7. NC State, 417, 410. 417 and then Tui 409.8 on the anchor. So that'd have been that's a PR for Tui. That's what I mean. That's fastest 1500 she ever run, which confirms what we thought. We thought that last leg was screaming fast and it ended up being uh, it ended up being that quick. Uh, follow us on Instagram. You can go out there, find a post. Uh, Travis did a mashup of me uh, getting dunked on for my thing mo question, which I think it's great. We got like meta content now. We have content about the content, and I uh, I could not be happier about that. Even though I was the one getting dunked on, <laughs> it's okay. I'm looking forward to your meta content, Gordon. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, okay, well, good. at least you were you were. You're, uh, you took it like a champ, you know? I guess who doesn't want to get dunked on by a thing, Mo, right? Come on. She's an Olympic gold medalist. I'll admit. It'll be worse. When It'll I'm, be worse. I'll admit when, when my question wasn't as sharp as it could have been. I'll say that. Pickup contest. I will say it's a good question. In, in the end, you, I would ask again. I would ask the question again. When she runs another 600, I'm going to ask the exact same freaking question. Well, listen. I, I, I should have phrased it differently. I should have said, did you run it like an eight or four? I should have said, did you, was your mentality, like your approach, you know, were you more aggressive like a 400 or was it a little more cautious and then you're on like an 800? Like, was it a long 400 or did you view it as a short 800? But instead, but instead it came out the way it did, but that's okay. We move on. Um, we got the pickup contest. This week, Gordon, Bill. do you want to run through what the contest is and what you're picking? Yeah, so uh, we got to ch- click on the QR code, flow track pickup contest. We got a sprinter showdown in Kenya prediction contest. Two questions. Can you go two for two? That's all it's going to take for you to be in the running to win. First question is, who will win the Nairobi men's 100-meter dash? We have the Olympic gold medalist and Olympic silver medalist matching up in early May. You never get this. So we have Fred Curley going up against Lamont Marcel Jacobs yeah. in the 100. Who do you, who do you take in? Curley, Jacobs, or the field. Um, Got to put the field in there because there's a chance neither of them win. And then the second question is, who will win the women's 100 meter? Is it going to be Shelly and Fraser Price or Christine and Boma? Or the field. So, who are you going with? I'm going with Curly in the hundred, and I'm going to go with Fraser Price in the women's race. How about you? I agree. I'm going with Curly and Emboma. That's my decision. I believe Emboma's being slept on a bit. Uh, we forget how young she is and how great she was, and I think she's only going to get better. So, I'm going with. And Boma and Curly. Good fields, though. You're right. This is rare. Try to get an Olympic rematch in most events in early May. You're not going to get it, let alone the men's 100. The reason I'm going Curly, Jacobs hasn't run outdoors yet. Curly, very consistent all last year. It was hard to find a bad Fred Curly race last year. I think Jacobs is still the number one guy right now, but this is his debut. So I'm going to go with Curly. And for the women's 100, I just 
If it was a 200, I'd go on Boma. 100, I think Shelly Ann will have enough, even though she hasn't run that much this year either. Should we break down the, um, the, the Kenyan meet right now? Why don't we jump right into it? For sure. Let's, let's yeah, let's just, let's switch the order around here. Let's go yeah, to, uh, we get, we got the full field there, there, Colt. Can you pull up just the full field of that, of that men's hundred that Gordon sent you for, uh, Nairobi? Yeah. Make that real big. Yeah. That's sweet, sweet. Top PDF. It's at the very top, very top, very top. Let's go 300% or something, Colt. It's a Wednesday. Let's go wild with it. <laughs> I, I see some names. See, my eyesight's not this great. And I don't want to lean. Too much. I see Ferdinand Omanyala, who's running really fast. You got Curly, Young, Jacobs, Tortu, Kenny Bednarik in there. This is legit. This is a legit field. If you're going not just top two, but if you're saying top ten, you probably have five, four or five top ten guys in the world in this race. Yeah. Don't, we can't forget about the Kenyan, uh, Ferdinand, because he's on his home, not home course, but in his home country, he's not flying eight hours to get to this meet. You know, mm -hmm. it's going to be a little bit of an advantage with rest. And like I said, this meet from top to bottom, like we'll, we'll break down each race, but starting with this men's hundred, it's going to be a big like resume kind of data point that we're going to gather from these top sprinters that normally yeah. we're not, we don't get in typical seasons but we look at what is lined up on the schedule for curly for jacobs for bromel for degrasse for a benaric for a lyles for a knighton all these top guys who we think can be in the mix to medal or win they're all going to be racing each other for these next two yeah. months and it all starts this weekend which is very exciting you can watch this race live on flow track uh it's, it's at 8 a.m central um on saturday so it's it's like late afternoon in Kenya time, early morning here in U.S. time. Uh, but it's going to be a banger. And I, I'm really looking forward to Curly versus Jacobs. And Kenny B. Kenny B. has kind of been under the radar, similar to Ferdinand, yeah. uh, the Kenyan athlete. There's been under the radar sprinters. Right now we're all thinking Curly, 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 Jacobs, and Coleman, right? Those are like the big three. Knighton now has put himself in the mix. But there's been some under the radar sprinters that, you know, this be the moment to shine. Can they beat a Jacobs? Can they beat a Curly to kind of put themselves on the map and be like, hey, I'm another potential gold medalist. So that's a men's 100. 200 also, uh, very good. You have uh, Isaac McWalla from Botswana. You have Kyrie King, Aaron Brown. Um, basically consistent 200-meter runners. And then you go down the field, 800 is going to have good uh, – Kenyan action, Ferguson Rotich, Noah Kabet, Timothy Chariot. I mean, yeah. We're getting Chariot, man. T Chariot's on, yeah. is on the track. Uh, Debut. What do you think he's going to an 800 in. What do you think Chariot can run an 800 in? Well, let me look. His PB, 143. 143 1. He's running a fast one. He did it in Nairobi. Remember, uh, this is at altitude for the sprints. It's going to make him quick. Last year, this is where Bromel ran his PB. Um, but first race of the year. I mean, I'll say 45 low for Timmy C. Okay. But. 45 low? Yeah. I mean, that's compared to what times we've seen so far. That's, that's, that's a good mark. But, but the 15, you got Paul Chalimo yeah. in there for the, for the and U.S. And Ronald Kemoy, yes. who can keep it honest. There's some good 1,500-meter runners in the low. race. Yeah. Chalima, we haven't seen all year long, right? This will be the first race for Chalima. Have we Correct. seen Chalima at all in 2022? I, I haven't seen him. Have you seen him? I've, I've seen his Instagram. That's all. That's it. That's all you've seen. I know he's, I know he's working out. I know he's, trying, he's staying in yes. shape. He's I'm excited for Chalima because obviously we see what the Bowerman guys are doing when they broke the, the records in 10K. Fisher Kincaid looking good. You see what Cooper Tier's doing and Cole Hawker, all these mm -hmm. top tier uh, American distance runners are like showing out. But meanwhile, the multi-global medalist Paul Chalimo is just chilling in Kenya, just biding his time. He's like, "Hey guys, 
Don't forget about me. Mm-hmm. I'm probably your best chance at a medal in the distance races. Uh, and we'll be interested to see what type of speed he has in this 1500. Abel Kip saying in there, too, this is be basically all these fields that we've listed so far are Diamond League quality. You go oh, into yeah. the five, same thing, because you just got a huge contingent of Kenyans and Ethiopians. Now, the distance stuff is going to be tough for it to be fast, but don't confuse fast with significant because the altitude, it might make it slower, but still pay attention here to who's winning these races because it's going to come into play later on in the season. you got a steeple out there with a bunch of big names. Let's go over to the women's side. Here, let's keep scrolling. Cool. Right there. there we go. There it is. Uh, as you mentioned, Mboma and Fraser Price, uh, Javian Oliver, 2021 Olympian, 200. Mboma's doubling up. Desiree Bryant in there for the U.S., 400. Uh, Waddle and Jonathan is running, 800. Again, a lot of the top names in, in the world on, on the start list. So, yeah, this one's going to be – this is going to be a fun meet. This is a, a good early season meet by any definition of the world. Where this is, this is what you want in early May. Yeah, it's basically the pre-Diamond League in a way. We have the Diamond League yeah. in Doha. That's really the kickoff of Diamond League. But we're having top stars. I mean, Chespol this is and Jerutu yeah. in the steeple. Right. Are you yep, kidding yep. me? And Jepkoek. That, that women's steeple, that's like that's a final mm-hmm. without the Americans. Hundred percent. That's a final. This is gonna end up being this is gonna end up being better than some diamond leagues this year, Gordon. That's the reality. And as someone who does rankings and is doing a ranking show and needs races in order to get more information about athletes in order to rank them, so I'm not just guessing looking at times from last year on a computer screen. I love this because I could look at a result and say so and so beat this person and they move up and the this person lost they move down. This is good. And the meet is, is live on Flow Track, eight a.m. Central. Check it out. Saturday morning. Wake up early. Don't stay out too late Friday night. Wake up early Saturday morning and enjoy some uh, some great track and field action live on Flow. Also live on Flow, the following day on Mother's Day is another track meet, but this time in Tokyo. And typically the Tokyo Continental Tour doesn't really draw a lot of big big names from the U.S. or from Europe. A lot of times it's a lot of eight you know athletes from Asia. But in this situation, we're getting some potential world champions making yep. their outdoor debuts or second or third race debuts. That's what we'll call it, second or third race debuts in Tokyo. <laughs> I mean, Colt's starting at the to top. zoom on this one. We yeah, have to zoom, to zoom on this one again, Colt. Colt, start the top. But in the men's 100, Christian Coleman is running. Christian Coleman hasn't run 100 yet this year. He's going up against my boy, uh, Browning Ro- Rohan Browning, or Browning Rohan. Sorry if I said your name backwards or forward who i love he was a star from the olympics oh he has uh, the long hair he's got the long hair yeah but christian coleman making a debut he hasn't run 100 yet what do you think coleman's debut is what should the over under be in the 100 over under let me tell you what the over under should be before i tell you what i think he's gonna run okay you're looking up over under for christian coleman in his 100-meter debut, is going to be 9.90. That's what I was going to say. I was like, that's what he's going to do. He's going to do 9.90. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm going to take the under, too. That would certainly, certainly be exciting. I mean, um, when you see Bromel running 9.75, and Coleman was better than Bromel indoors. Right, right. You got to think, all right, he can run 9.8. 988? I guess I'll say 988. I'll go 986. I'll go 986. That'd be something. That'd be my number. Uh, here's the thing. The Nairobi, something. unless, yeah, unless 
Nairobi's into a headwind or it's just a uncharacteristically bad race for the two favorites, the Nairobi time is going to be so quick because yes. of the altitude. So it's going to look like those two guys are well ahead of Coleman. But all this is just leading towards towards pre. This is a great pre-pre weekend. All right, time for another over-under. Another over-under. Yeah. Men's 400. It, Michael Norman. Michael Norman. And then a bunch of Japanese athletes. But Michael Norman, over under. What do you got? What's the over under for Mike Norman? Oh, this one's tougher. This one's tougher. I would set the line. I would set the line at 45 even. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, 45 even. That's the line. And I'm going to go under. I think he runs 44 high. You're going to go under on that. Okay. Yeah. Going on. What's the six? Back to back under. What's a. This is tough because all the travel and everything. But exactly. Is, is so any, anything in the forty fours? You think success? Yes. You gotta be running. He's two hundred. His two hundred Mount Sac was fast. Didn't win, but it was fast. That to me says he's in shape for for forty four. It's just we haven't seen a great quarter from him in a while. Not that not that forty four nine would be considered great by Norman standards, but I think forty five flat is where I would put it. Given all that information, given the first 400 of the year, given the travel to Japan, but also the fact that he's a guy who's run 43 mid and just ran 19.8. But, 40, yeah, 45 All right, what else? Uh, the foreign hurdles is supposed to be good, yeah? No, well, 800, Isaiah Jewett, what do you think? Quick, what's Isaiah Jewett going to run? He hasn't had that great of a season so far. Yeah. And 143 I mean, I, last year. Hasn't touched that yet this year, obviously, but what do you think? Do you think he wins? For the do you think he wins? You think he wins? Well, let's look at the let's look at this field here. We got a bunch of one forty five guys. Yeah, well, this year's all been about one forty five, one forty six. It's all been ever since. I mean, the Olympics last year. It's been been pretty slow. I will say, I'll say he gets second. Yeah, I'll say he gets second in this field. There's there's a lot of depth here, but I would put the over under at one forty five five. Got it. All right, let's move down to the men's 400 hurdles. Wherever Michael this... Norman goes, his boy Ray Benjamin goes, or vice versa, Rye wherever Benjamin. Benjamin goes. Sorry. Why'd you Ray, call Ray? Rye. Ray, 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 Rye, Rye, Ray. Same thing. Sorry, Ray. No, Sorry, Ray. Definitely not. I know it's not <laughs> the same thing. I made a mistake. I made an honest mistake. Okay? Years. I've been Listen, talking my entire life. Thought, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. I thought Dos Santos was going to be in this one, and he's not. I thought I'd heard that Dos Santos was going to be here. Maybe that's a Diamond League I heard him talk about. A diamond League. Yeah, I mean, he's going to roll. The question is how fast. Let me think. I mean, would it I know be... I over-under is going to be. 47.4? You're making his over-under 47.4? That's, that's too crazy. fast? Yeah, dude. Remember when they ran forty six? That was like unreal. You're making forty seven forty over under. I thought you were gonna make the over under forty eight five. Okay, I'll go under then. I'll take yours. Yeah. But Let's see, forty seven forty seven four would be forty seven four would be his tenth fastest time ever. See how many yeah, times he like, ran. How many times Outside you run your tenth you... fastest time ever in your opener? He'll do that. Well, last year he he opened in forty seven one to answer your question. Last year, then he ran forty seven three nine in his second race. I'm not going to count the trials because he well he ran forty six eighty three by the end. No, I'm sticking with mine. But look at the field. Is he going to? Don't care. This is you not don't a, need field a field that gets. You know what you do? There's two people who don't need a field. Right, Benjamin don't need a field. Carson Warm doesn't need a field to run fast. So I'll take your under and just win a bunch of fake money from you. I mean, I think it's going to be under four. two, but I think it's going to be close to 48.5. 48.5? You know how easy yeah. 48.5 is for Rye Benjamin? Yeah, I do. He ran, he ran 48.6 in the opening round of the – or sorry, 49.1. In the semifinals, he ran 48.6 in Eugene. Oh, you quit, uh, uh, opening round of 49.1. Uh, yeah, and this is like an opening round for him. He's running against inferior competition. He's yeah. not going to need to – But he's traveling out there – 
He's going to run hey, low 48s. He's going to run low 48s. Someone on this pod told me that depending on how, how far you fly, that's how hard you have to run. So LA and Tokyo is pretty far. So he's going to have to run pretty hard. All right. No, that's not true. It opened... means they're not going out there to run relays is what it means. They're running actual. 47.8 was his opener in Shanghai in 2019. I don't think 47.4 is crazy. I'm sticking with it. Okay. Stick away. Ever since he's been a pro, he's had – I mean, he only had really two debut seasons because 2020 was 2020. So he had a 47.8 in 2019 and a 47.1 in 2021. So, forty-seven four. To each zone. Okay. Uh, on the women's side, I'd say the women's one hundred hurdles. Scroll, scroll, women's scroll. One hundred hurdles. Most interesting. Kenny Harrison running. Kenny Harrison. She's run twelve two. Twelve this year. Recently, she's only run twelve four. Are we ever gonna yeah. get the? The Kenny Harrison, the the world record type Kenny Harrison again, or have we already seen the peak of Harrison? I mean, likely. I mean, not as if we're running world records every week. I think the when you slide back that tenth or two, everybody gets in the mix, and then you have Jasmine Camacho Quinn who can run a twelve two, which is where the problem comes in. I mean, tappers run really fast. What else, though? Let me look at this other – scroll up here, Colt. No, no, down. Sorry. Women's two? Do we have anybody in the women's two? Lena Irby. Okay. And Jane Ellis. All right. You didn't believe me when I pinpointed the one race? Come on. I, I pinpointed well, it for a reason. You just stowed a stunning lack of debuts uh, knowledge about Ray Benjamin, so I have lost all faith in you. Ray Benjamin? Ray Benjamin or is it Ray Benjamin? Ray. You, Ray I heard Benjamin. Ray. I think you said Ray. Ray. This, is the, this is the problem. I talked to you and I just – I liked earlier you were, you were on a first-name basis with Ferdinand Obanyala. You're like, I'll see what Ferdinand runs. Yeah, it's because I didn't want to say his last name because I didn't know how to say it. So. Obanyala. Obanyala. Also, everybody – uh, listeners to the pod should know that about midway through the, the pen relays, I was down on the infield. I was actually doing the video with, with Brian, the 4x15, or maybe it was the DMR one behind the scenes. And none other than Carl Lewis comes up to me in the midst of coaching and says, Tell Gordon, it's Moss, Juan, Gone, Yi. It's not hard. Yeah, I thought it was Moss, Juan, Gone, Wa. Moss, Juan, Gone, Yi. And I said, I Carl, think there's some. I think there's something mentally. Him. I think there's something mentally wrong in my brain that just. I think it's dyslexia. That's what I think it is. My mom had dyslexia, so maybe that's why I can't say words. That's what I'm going to call it. It's once you've said it incorrectly, it's hard to get you to say it correctly. Not just you, Correct. but every everybody. Yeah. It's it's hard to break that. So maybe you had a lot of trouble with it early on. Whereas if the first time you hear it. If you hear it and say it correctly, then you lock it in. That's what we need to do. When there's a new name and track and we know you're going to have issue with it, we just have you put your earmuffs on and then we wait. And then we put you in a booth where that person's name is played for a minute straight and then you're good. There's a coworker that we have who works on a different sport at Flow Sports. He's been here for four to five years now. I've worked with him multiple times. I still don't know how to say his name. Wait, and who's this person? I feel embarrassed about it because I still get it wrong four years in. And I've said his name many times, right and wrong. And I switch it back and forth every time we interact on Zoom calls or whatever. And to this day, now that I'm thinking about his name, I'm not sure which way it is. I know it's one of two ways, but I, I, I even know like, a month ago, I was like, okay, I got it. And now I've forgotten it already a month later. I think you just say it Travis with a hard T. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not Travis. His name is spelled H-Y-W-E-L. Well, in your defense, I've heard a lot of people who we work with say it differently all the time. Too. It's, so it's either getting... Huel or Howell. And yeah, and I've... I think it's Hal. Is Hal right? 
I've heard people say it both ways. I've yeah. heard people say it both ways, and I've heard I I haven't had as many interactions with him, so I've never heard him say his He's name. He's a great guy. Covers grappling. If you guys love grappling, go over to flowgrappling.com. Great content. But <laughs> man, I am bad with his name, and I it's it's it makes it's embarrassing because it make it, it probably comes off as disrespectful, but it's not. I just I yeah. I say. Alicia Montano's name wrong all the time, and she's a multi-world medalist, and I can't get her name right. So, yeah, there's people who are just can't say their name right. It's just my burden to bear. <laughs> all right, uh, sound running is on Friday night. Well, we got another pod on Friday, but that that meet is on Friday. I think the highlight is going to be the men's five thousand. Gordon. Which is going to include Jakob Ingerbritsen, Edward Cesarek, Nico Young, Joe, uh, Joe Klecker in there. I thought, yes, Joe Klecker's in there. Drew Hunter, uh, Abdi Amin Nur. It's going to be a good one. Hassan Mead. Um, do you think this is going to be a – is this going to be fast, fast? Or just fast? I think just fast. I don't think it's going to be fast, fast. Too many guys. I, I think it's going to be... It's going to be sub 13.10, but over 13.04. It's going to be somewhere between 13.04 to 13.10. I think the top three run in that range... And then everyone else runs in the 13 teens and then 13 20s, 13 30s. I think, I don't think it's going to be a 12, five something. I think it's just going to be sub 13 10, but over 1304. I think it would be a big upset if Ingebrigtsen loses. I know it's early season, but this is the type of field he should have his way with at this stage of his career. Do you agree? Yeah. What would be the best headline? For who, let's imagine Ingebrigtsen gets second. Who winning, mm -hmm. like break kicking, out kicking Ingebrigtsen will be the most fun headline in your mind? Or top three. What would be, what would be, what would be our, their top three most fun people to beat Ingebrigtsen in this race? What do you mean in terms of fun? Like in terms of a, you could write a cool headline because of a pun? Or are you talking about no, cool not, like? The story that it would create, like the 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 chaos of it, the like didn't see it coming, the excitement of it, the like, whoa, this is, I didn't, no one saw this come, like, yeah, there's two, this, I can because right, there's some people that if like if Hassan Mead were to beat Ingebrigtsen, it would be interesting because Hassan Mead hasn't been good lately, but like Hassan Mead has that establishment, and I feel like it's not that. Wild of a headline. Yeah. Same thing with like a. I'm giving you ones that shouldn't count. Like a. I don't know who else. Well, those ones are okay. also farther, far fetched. There's two. There's two here. One would be Chez, because your head would explode, but also yes. you'd be like, "All right, is this the Chez reckoning we've been waiting for? Chez reckoning. Now, Ooh, wow, great. Is Good this is this now the next? phase of Cesare because I don't think depending on the time and how the race played out we may not even look at that as oh man Jakob had a bad race we might look at it as oh Chez has found his groove again on the track he's a threat so that one would be good in terms of story and the other one I'm just thinking of ones that would break the internet too here I have number one one that you haven't said yet well, it's Nico Young. No, I have one that's kind of that. I have one I think well, would be bigger, but that's just me. The bigger than Nico Young. Yeah, Nico Young will get the younger audience excited, but I have one that I think Nico. Yes, Nico Young winning would be crazy. Yes, but I have well, one that I think would be kind of maybe Drew Hunter crazy. Yeah, Drew Hunter. Yeah, Drew Hunter would be a long shot for it to happen, but it would be. In some ways, similar to the Chez thing, where it's, oh, this guy is 
fulfilling the potential. Here's another one. I'll give you another name. Okay. For the prophecy. Josh Kerr. Because he would talk a ton of mess after. And it'd be amazing. <laughs> and then he wouldn't really. Be like, I'm not even a 5,000 meter runner. So from that perspective, the shit talking, Kerr, Kerr would be number one. The youth movement, I think, would be Nico Young. And then if you're looking at it from a, oh, man, this person this person is on the rise again. They're coming back. You'd look, I think, Cesarek and Drew Hunter. All right, here's my next question. How much Wild money... card, though. Wild oh, card, oh, though. Oh, no, no. Oh, Casey oh, Nevelbart. Casey. Go ahead. How much money can Abdi Hamid Nur make in this race? Mm. And by that, I mean his performance in this race, I think, will be a big data point for his contract that he signs when he goes pro. What type of bump in pay do you think he could get on his baseline salary for having a really good race in this one? By really good, meaning maybe getting second just behind Inga Britson, he beat everyone else. Because I are you there? You yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay. So you're so he gets second, basically. Let's say he gets second to Inga Britson and runs well. So assuming it's a fast time, whatever. Let me put it in this terms. Let me put it in this terms because I don't understand. I don't know contracts, right? But I'll just yeah. I'll tell you in, in like so right now. Nur is a what, top eight guy in the U.S. Top ten in the ten k. Would yeah. you say? Yeah, yeah. I think he would go. He would move from that to a contender to make a team. So does that is that a hundred k? Is that fifty k? I have no idea. But I think if he got, if he ran really well and was right on Ingebrigtsen for second and beat all these other guys, I think you'd be looking at him in the three, four, five, six range. Well, here's my crazy even. I'm going to make it even crazier. I don't think Abdi Habaner has any shot in making the 5K team. It's just too good, right? With Chalimo, Tier, and the Bowerman boys. Like, it, well, you're not going to get top three. He can't make the other team, though, because the 10K team is during the West prelims. Ah, you're right. All right, take back what I said. He gets zero dollars. Okay. Sorry, Abdahman. <laughs> but here's the thing: bad year for the schedule. Tough let's uh, let's put, let's put coaching hat on. You have Abdahman there. He's already won some titles, right? They've won so many cross country, and you know, did the, the, the double indoors. If you were to come out here and outkick Ingebrigtsen in a 13-0 race and win it, well, that's different. Do you think that would get Mike Smith be like? We're scratching NCAAs and we're going for the to make the 10K team. Would yeah, I mean, beating Inga Britson in a 5K, beating arguably the best 5K runner in the world, be like we ha- we can't not take this opportunity for him to make the 10K team. We have to forgo NCAA 10K because right now they're not. Anybody- right now I've talked to I've talked. I was like, is Abdi gonna do the 10K? He's like, no, they're not. But right. Because he's a collegiate runner. At 7.40 p.m. at the Sound Running Men's 10K, uh, Men's 5K, he goes out there and he runs 13.02 and beats Ingebrigtsen. You're going to be like, all right, maybe we need to make a change. Has anybody ever gone pro mid-race? I know we've been talking mid-season. But what if he just – he's looking really good at 3K. He doesn't want his stock to drop anymore. And someone throws a contract to him. And he puts on right the there. jersey at like yeah. 4K split. And then he's like, just go keeps run. going. It's like, look Switches how close I am to Inga Britson. Switches out his Adidas shoes. spikes for like Nike spikes, like mid-range. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. It's unfortunate. I f- totally forgot about the 10,000 meter thing because that's where I thought, hey, there might be some room to make a team. Yeah. But there's not. So I guess I should change my where this would move him. It would move him way up. But maybe not, and 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 I guess you could still say you could still say he's fringe trials contender, couldn't you? In the five, I mean, he'd be a long shot. But if there's an injury or a couple scratches, 
Like, where would you put him right now? Where do you have him on your U.S. rankings in the five? Let me pull that up. Um, well, I plan on updating him after this weekend. So my U.S. Well, rankings are kind of a little weak no, right I now. I want to know where he's at right now. U.S. individual rankings, distance, men's 5,000. I don't have him. You ranked. don't even have him in the top 12. Well, that's just a travesty. Yeah. You have him behind right. Morgan Beetlescum? All right. Interesting. Yeah. It's just like, well, it's he hasn't. I, he behind hasn't Connor done Mance? enough for me. He didn't. Okay. Well, all right. He's, and my he's, point stands. He's not eligible to be ranked yet. That's why he's not ranked. Because he didn't have enough data right. that was going off of. He didn't run USAs. I'm not going to just all of a sudden put all this love into NCAA athletes for the sake of it. I. Right. I'm waiting you don't for this have... weekend for him to be put into the mix. Well, I mean, Chalimo hasn't run, and you have him number one. So whatever. You have yeah, Chalimo, well, Tier, oh, Fisher. Are you saying Chalimo's in the same? Chalimo's not the same category as Abdi Hamid Nur. Come on. We know where we have a better idea of where Nur is in 2022 than we do of Chalimo. It may not be in the top 12. That's fine. So you got Chalimo, Tier, Fisher, Kincaid, Hawker, and then McGordy. At six, and then McGordy, Beatles, come Klecker, Boar, Brandt. I'll probably Barassa, put him six man. then. So put him six exactly. in this field. Exactly. Yes. Put him yes. six. Yeah. All right. Um, women's fifteen should be pretty good. Gabrielle Debuse Stafford in there. On the college side of things, I think more interesting than Nur is Nagus being entered because we haven't seen him in a long time. He's in, I think, the main section of the fifteen hundred. Yeah. Well, we thought we were going to get Notre Dame at Penn Relays, right? And then they all pulled out, probably because they weren't healthy enough to put together four good legs to compete against the Ole Misses and the Texases of this world. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what Nagus does because, again, he hasn't run since indoors. It's kind of late to make your, to take this long of a break, like to not even go out there and run an 800 somewhere or a low-key 5K. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he was—he's dealing with some type of injury. You don't take this much time off from racing just for the sake of it. Um, cool. It's the fifteen hundred. Just go down to the scroll down, right there. Athletic Brewing Men's fifteen hundred, right there. Yeah. Uh, breaking the fourth wall, there, Gordon. Yeah, breaking the fourth wall. This is—I feel bad for our producer. He's like, "Where is this race?" Um, I'm trying. I'm I, trying. I think it. You're, you're doing you're doing great, Colt. You're doing great. Um, it's a race that he can win. I mean, Prakel's probably the best athlete in this. Between like Sam Tanner, I don't know yet how what his fitness level is at. Brian Fay, more of a five k guy. Um, so it's a race he can win, which would be a good confidence booster. But I think the yeah. question is 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 he ready to be in the three thirty five range, or is he more of a three thirty nine guy right now? And I, hopefully this race can kind of give us a little bit of idea of where he's at. And more importantly, sure. what he runs here does not qualify him for NCAAs. Because this race, all the college kids in this race, this meet does not count as an official mm. NCAA qualifying meet because it doesn't meet the rule of having a certain number of eligible events because it's just a distance meet. Right. Which is why the NAU guys ran that 13.42 randomly at Mount Sac because they wanted to do a fast 5K here, but they know the 5K they run here doesn't count. So in the goose, he can run a fast 1500 here, but at time it's not going to look up, it's not going to go on T-first. So he's going to have to hopefully come back at ACC's and run a 340, whatever he needs to run at ACC final to actually qualify for NCAAs. So that's a little subplot going on. That whatever the mm-hmm. boost runs here doesn't count is not deemed eligible in the NCAAs, which is a stupid ass rule for the record. They're running a track meet; it should count. Stop doing this whole like fake. You need to have a hundred meter dash in order for it to be an eligible meet. Like stupid. Anyway. So while we're in the area of the fifteen hundred, one race above that Colt is the women's fifteen that I talked about: uh, Osika, Schlachterhofen, Gabrielle Debuse, Stafford, Monson. Sage Herda, that's a pretty solid field. I mean, I want to see you know, Sika. I think she's top five in the U.S. Debut Stafford had a pretty good indoor season, just left Bowerman. Monson, a little bit longer distance, and we just saw Herda go sub two. This is a good, this is a nice little mixture of, of people, and I think this pace is going to, I mean, with all these races, the pace 
is intended to go quick. With that longer stuff, it might be a little bit tougher to keep it going, especially if you're comparing it to Diamond Leagues. But the potential is there for something pretty quick here. Yeah. W. Stafford, be interesting. What kit do you think she's going to wear? Just a plain Nike kit? What do you wear? I believe so. I believe so. That'll be it. Do you Long think this race... W. Stafford. <laughs> I think this race will finally give us some more clarity into the question that everybody's asking. Is Sage Herder the next Kate Grace? I think it's not going to give clarity. I think it's going to make more questions because she's going to run well and be like, oh, mm -hmm. Kate Grace would have ran well too. So I don't know. It's too bad we don't have anybody there getting interviews because that could have been the first question again. <laughs> she could say, what is with you people in this question? Why are we still talking about that? Uh, what Got one question for the chat I want to get to before talking about Mo Farah. Anthony says, there was an article by a Jamaican journalist that argues that Jamaica should stop sending its schools to Penn Relays because there's no benefit for them. What do you think? I disagree. Think? The benefit is you're giving young athletes the opportunity to run in an incredible atmosphere that most high school kids never get to do. A lot of these kids will never get to do when they go on to a college in Jamaica or come over. Like, this could be, it's it's not about, what What do you mean gain from it? What are you supposed to gain from any? Like, what is that even supposed to mean? What, like, gain? This isn't transact, they're, they're kids. They're gaining experience of just enjoying track and field. That's what you gain out of it. Who cares about the times? Who cares about, you get to go to great city, Philadelphia, and you get to run in an amazing atmosphere. And you get, like, that's what you gain from it. You gain the experience of running at a cool track meet. That's what, they're high school kids. This isn't a professional sport. You're a kid. Have fun. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to go, if the kid doesn't want to go, then don't go. But if you want to get a free trip to Philadelphia, eat a cheesesteak, and win a wheel, I think that's, I would do that age 17, 18, 16. 10 days mm -hmm. out of seven. <laughs> that's what you came from it. Yeah, I don't know every single bit of the finances involved in it, but can't beat the atmosphere. And as someone who thinks it's beneficial for young people to see different parts of the world, I think it's a good thing. We don't benefit um, just from staying around our area. We, uh, you know, as as a citizen of the world, you want to be exposed to as much um as you can out there and if track or whatever sport is the vehicle to do that i think it's a a good thing um is it a lot of pressure for some of these athletes uh probably but uh, you know they'll tell you hey we competed at what champs right like they they can get enough pressure running in their own backyard so i think you know just being out there this year for the first year i thought i thought the the atmosphere was great and i think they do a good job of not over right there's a there's a event cap am i correct in saying this for high schoolers especially on how many well, races you can run at penn i mean most of the time we're looking at on the high school side a four by one and a four by four yeah that's that's it i mean you, you could have them running a leg in the, the dmr or you could have a four by in there as well too but there's certainly other meets where people are, are running a lot more so yeah they get to see uh a different part of the world or get to return to it a part of the world if they've already been there before other people get to see them i think it's, it seems like a good experience it's why the partnerships are going on for so long yeah whoever wrote the article the jamaican journalists why what are you what are you trying to do you want less exposure for your athletes cool all right let them run in a black box and no one watches and everyone sees it cool mm -hmm. that really helps do you look at the view counts of some of these jamaican races they have like half a million of views mm -hmm. so you're like yeah running in a race that half a million people watch on youtube yeah duh. well that's not worth it we're gonna stick to the races where 20 people watch it yeah all right cool anyway next that's topic to say about that next topic <laughs> This is a great point. Uh, oh, Thomas does say, part. Thomas says one of the twins from Edward Allen ran the four by one and the four by eight. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are people who are going to run 
a lot, but running in a bunch of events could happen at a dual meet as well too. So this thing spread out over a couple of days. Again, not having the individual event dynamic of it on the the high school side cuts out on the running side of things cuts out a lot of the uh a lot of the work um i got some breaking news is it real breaking news duke has lost duke has lost (laughs) it's it's real breaking news real breaking news philadelphia 76ers are down one zero no yeah we'll we're not talking about that uh workout wednesday is not going up this week. Just okay. gotten word from internal sources. Uh, we're going to do two workout Wednesdays next week. But that's okay because we have a lot of great content that's going up throughout the week. Like you mentioned, 4 by 15 behind the scenes. Check that out. We've got a lot mm-hmm. of cool – you did your race breakdown with a thing, Mo. Uh, we're, we're still going to the track and field show. So there's still a lot of great content this week. Yeah. We're still going to – we're going to do two workout Wednesdays. Next week, next Wednesday, so it'll be double workout Wednesday feature. But this week, no workout Wednesday, mainly because I haven't even started editing it yet, and it is already Wednesday. And it's better for me to take my time with the edit than to rush it out. So that's the breaking news. No workout Wednesday this week. I'm sorry, but you get two next week, so you're still getting the same amount. You just get two in one day. Cole, is your mic on? I'm back. What's up? Was that breaking news worse or better than the Duke lost? Um, I mean, the Duke one was definitely funnier, but uh, I like this yeah. one too. This one was pretty good. It's great because he's reading an email that he got. When was this sent? Literally 50 minutes ago. About the workout. <laughs> like that's so it's not even the news is because... the news is I haven't started editing yet. That's the news. Yeah. 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 And. Hey. I saw that right before we started recording, and I thought, in no way is this relevant to mention on the podcast. And then Gordon reads it 50 minutes later, and it's like, "This actually, this is a pretty good microcosm of how we operate in this space." I saw it early, didn't think it was important. You wait, you saw it late, and was like, "You know what? I'm going to tell everybody." Yeah, we're not. Well, people are going to want to know. Are you? You're telling me that's not someone who's going to be like, "Why isn't there a workout Wednesday?" It's Wednesday. They're going to be refreshing the YouTube channel. Where's the Wednesday? Where's the Wednesday? Where's the Wednesday? Where's the workout? Boom, 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 boom. I'm helping but them out. I'm giving it, them the news. I'm breaking the news. I know, but saying it as breaking news, I think might have been a little bit over. Which I say, like, this just in. Should I say that instead? Instead of breaking news? This just in. Alert. Anthony's going to post alert a link. News? Anthony's going to post a link to this Jamaican story. I want to read it. Anthony, throw that. Can you post a link in the chat? Or is that not possible? Well, can they post links in the chat? Uh, I don't run that part, but maybe not. <laughs> Breaking news. We do not know if you can post links in the chat. Uh, anyway, we'll find it. Tag us on Twitter or something. I'd like to read it. Maybe there's an argument I'm not considering. Uh, Mo Farah lost. Uh, Road 10K in Great Britain, which altogether isn't that surprising seeing as how you know, he's had some injury issues and obviously he's at the tail end of his career. What was surprising was who he lost to and how he lost. Uh, he got out kicked by someone being described as a club runner, 1350 man named Ellis Cross, who works a retail job. And all the British papers picked up the story because Farah was quoted afterwards as saying um, his elite track career you know, this might be it for him. Um, I will mention, though, he says elite track. He doesn't say anything about road here. So. Imagine being Ellis Cross mm-hmm. at age 15. And you're sitting in your home. And you're watching Mo Farah win mm-hmm. Olympic double in the 5 and 10K in London. And you're 15 years old. And someone comes up to you and says... 10 years from now, you're going to break him in a local road race and get a victory. Yeah. You would have been like, you're crazy. It's kind of, it's kind of wild. Like it's yeah. probably the coolest experience ever for the, how many people get to say they beat Mo Farah when Mo Farah was quote trying. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, people who aren't like, that's just like kind of wild. I mean, you forever can say like, 
I beat Mo Farah. Like, he's in the same category as some of the all-time greats who have beaten Mo Farah. You know? He's in a select yeah. club, the I beat Mo Farah club. <laughs> we should create that. We should make a little group and have a reunion every four years where it's all the people who beat Mo Farah. And we, they talk about their experience. He said Farah had some quote about it. It had been like a long time since I lost to a, a club runner. Like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won 10 gold medals. That's how that usually works. Here's a quote from the guardian. I think for sure, I'm just being honest with you guys in terms of track. That's it. I think then they went on to say the 39 year old athlete later rode back slightly on those remarks saying that while he would definitely miss the world championships in July, he was not completely giving up on competing at the Commonwealth games or the European championships in August. Uh, then the next course, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. You just can't come back from each session. I've got a lot, a lot of work to get back into and race again and be in decent shape. And then it goes on to describe uh, the injuries. I think the, the he shifted to the marathon, right? But clearly the body can't take the marathon anymore. So then, all right, your other option, if you want to wear a British kid again in the short term is getting on the 10,000 meter team. Well, that's tough because the speed is gone. So now you're stuck in this middle ground and, it, and he wants to do it one more time. He wants to go out on his own terms. We talked about this last year when he missed the Olympic team and you just, when you keep trying to have that perfect send off and it doesn't go well and you continually have to reevaluate your goals and downgrade what is an acceptable way to run your last race, it gets harder and harder to find an exit that is suitable for you. And I bring this up because everybody does retirements differently. And everybody says they want their favorite athlete to run until they can't run anymore. And I'm one of those people. I love, I mean, I, the fact that he's still going for it, you know, I would do the same thing. I'd like to think I would do the same thing because it's awesome to get paid to run. But this is the other side of that. Like, how does this end for Farah? We're, 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 gonna, we're trying to figure that out now. And it's not going to be on, it doesn't seem like it's going to be on the terms he wants it to be. I think the best way for a re, an athlete to retire is after one season of being way off of your game. Like, say you are a 1500 meter runner. And you make teams, or you not saying you get say you get fourth. That's not a reason to retire because you got fourth and didn't make a team because you were close. But if the the year you fail to make a final in like the U.S., gotta hang it up because it's like all right, you're like what, what are you doing? Yeah, gotta hang it up. You fail to make a final. But assuming if 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 those those like you got tripped up and there was an obvious reason, but if you don't have the kick anymore. You're not all of a sudden going to get it back a year later because you're going to get older. Like kicks, the only like there's one athlete though who did so break that. Bracer's out. No, Bracer was hurt. That's a difference. If you if, the, if it's a legitimate well, injury, always, no, no, yeah, no. There's people who say they're hurt, say but they're not. Injury, they're yeah. just not fast anymore. There's a difference between legitimately hurt and just not being fast anymore. The only person who was ever able to buck that trend of like, you don't have it anymore was Lopez Lemong. Cause I thought Lopez Lemong didn't have it anymore. I thought he was going on a downward trajectory and it was just only going to go more South. But for some reason, all of a sudden he had like a three year spurt of in the 10 K when he was able to compete with the best in the world. Yeah. Said, oh, wow. Lemong's back, but not everyone is Lopez Lemong. So I think after one season of trying and you know it's not there. You just, that's when it's over. And it's okay to be over. You know, just... What about in the marathon? Yeah, same thing. If you can't, if you get, if you can't be within a minute of your PB, you got to hang it up. Well, then that would have been it for Meb on three different occasions. A minute of your PB or position at a at a high championship yeah. caliber race. Yeah, I think this is a bad rule. I, I, I think it's a great rule. I do 
it's hard though because you go back and you look at Farah. It's like, all right, when did the fall off happen? In the same way you look at it for someone like Nick Simmons. Remember he made that team, but then didn't run because he was protesting the USATF guidelines around what he could wear. And then it was only what, but he won USA's that year. That seventeen. That was twenty seventeen. But then he was not good ever yeah. since. Twenty eighteen, he was done. Right. Yeah, and it was it was, I think nineteen was his retirement, wasn't it? That was his retirement sure. tour, basically. So sometimes it goes super quickly, but it's just still surprising because you look at Farah in twenty twenty, pandemic year, he ran sixty twenty seven and a half, which, all right, that's not the world's fastest time, but that's certainly fastest one of the fastest British times, and then he ran that. That one hour run, which I don't read a ton into that, but he was still competing at an extremely high level. And then by 2021, he can't qual he can't get a qualifying mark for the British 10,000 meters team. Yeah, like to he go can't to get a Tokyo. qualifying mark. Yeah, he runs 27:47 was as fast as he could go in the 10,000. So it, this all happened within a span of two years. And the di- I mean the difference between twenty seven forty seven and twenty six forty seven is massive, but that slip one can minute. happen. Same amount of time that's left in this podcast. But what I'm saying is, it takes you when you're getting better, when you're improving, it takes you many many years usually to go from that mark to the faster mark, but you can lose it so quickly. You can go the other, it can take you six years to go from 28 to 27 flat. And then in two years, you just go right back the other direction is what I'm saying. That seems to be the position yeah. of Ferris in right now. I think right. we just need to have a committee led by me and only me. <laughs> and I just decide whether or not you continue or you are retired. Yeah. And I will, I'll do this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a new segment. I'll do it once a year. I'll do it in like September and I will say retired or you get another year. I'll be like, you get another year, you retired, you get another year, you retired. So I'm keeping track of what's happening here and I'll let the people know in September who needs to hang it up and who needs to keep riding. Who keeps their tour card basically. But someone like Farrah would always get an exemption if this was not in my tennis. They would always get an exemption because the equivalent to Wimbledon would want to see them play. But yeah, yeah, the the performances haven't been anywhere near what we thought he was going to be able to do. So I don't know. I you think okay, Commonwealth he figures out a way to get on the team, goes there and gets sixth, and then he has like the proper. It just he kept searching for the proper goodbye. And it never happened because I think his decline happened so quickly that he wasn't ready for it. Because I think if he could go back in time, he would have been. He would have said, "All right, this is if this if I know that by 2022 I'm going to be getting beat by a 1350 a 1350 runner, then I need to get out before then. So what's the best way to get out?" But he didn't do that. He kept he kept running through it because I think he believed that he could get it back. Which would you blame him? He's won ten freaking gold medals. Of course he believes he's gonna be able to get it back. I mean, I didn't believe. I love that it's just Gordon on the committee, just a one person committee. Yeah, the it's, a, it's, a great it's a dictatorship. There's no arguments. Everyone is on the same side. Everyone's on the same. Always unanimous votes. Always unanimous. Do you, gab- Do you have a gavel? You gavel everybody no. in at the beginning of the meeting. We do rise. We stand up when I walk into the walk into the room, and then we sit down when I sit. Very do you follow nice Robert's sit. rules of order? Is that how you do it? Do you have to recognize the chair before you talk? I mean, the first order of business is to banish the twenty. Was it sixteen Barman Award? That should be thrown out. All right. We're leaving it there. Flow Track Podcast is the name of the show. Subscribe to the Flow Track Podcast YouTube channel. Remember the breaking news. No workout Wednesday this week, but check out the behind the scenes of the women's 
four by 1500 from Penn. Uh, I'm going to put up a race breakdown later on in the day of a thing. Mo's 600. There's also this week in track. Gordon might get around to some, some ranking stuff later on this week. And we will have, of course, the Friday pod coming at you 9 a.m. on uh, to close out the week. Yes, Gordon. NCAA, NCAA rankings are already on the site. U.S. rankings will be oh. updated next week. U.S. rankings will be updated next week because I was waiting for these these two uh, continental tours and the sound running meet to kind of happen before I update the U.S. rankings. So U.S. rankings next week. Be on the lookout. And then uh, bonus pods coming. Bonus yes, pods coming. We're trying to record coming. that this week. We so need, if you're a member, need. you're going to get the bonus pod. And if you aren't a member and you want the bonus pod, you got Come a couple on. days. Yeah, Gordon's, Goons, Kevin's, Kings, it doesn't matter. I mean, at this point, I don't care. Just sign up for either one. Uh, Thanks, Colt. Thanks, Travis. We'll talk to you guys on Friday.